Yo, 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 what the fuck is up? I know it's been a long time. Some shit's happened. Events have been gone to. Body parts have been injured. And a whole bunch of other exciting shit. So, let's get into the promo section. Look, I can't say this enough. Go follow me on Instagram. Elevate Podcast. Just like you see it on the feed. Elevate Podcast. Let's go get it. You can follow my personal account, which is Evolve Music. E-V-O-L-V-3 Music. I said E-V-O-L-V-3 Music. Go follow me on both those platforms. I haven't been as active because I've been living life. You know how the shit go. Well, I just had to go get some more experiences to talk about. So I have a few jotted down here, and I, I think we have a good one. And also... I had my homies from Woodgrain come through and do a kind of a recap slash chop session on the music industry today, cannabis, tattoos, all kind of shit. Uh, they really came through. They burned a couple. These have been my homies for years, man. Uh, I can't uh, praise these guys enough. They know how to hustle. They know how to hustle the right way. Yo, Shout out to them, man. Uh, that'll be the next segment. Um, this will be the first time I've had multiple guests. And sadly, I didn't have another mic cord. They were so cordial as to bring more mics. But I didn't have more mic cords for some reason, which is weird because I had a few of them. Hmm. Anyway, um, so we had to center the microphone. Um, the audio is still pretty good. You're still going to be able to hear everyone, but you can tell we're like kind of like, you know, where it was a smoking circle, which I liked. And I think it was it, it's more of like a, like a personal experience, if you will, uh, to kind of just have that kind of experience, you know. Let's see here. OK, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm a little rusty. Not really. This is just like riding a bike, which I haven't ridden a bike in years. Is that uh, what? At what age do we not care about bikes and shit anymore? That's always been intriguing to me. Like, at what point do we say, "Ah, fuck scooters, bikes, whatever"? I'm thinking about. Well, I guess it varies for everyone, but for a guy. I'd imagine is when it's when y you discover girls, maybe. I think that's a distinct possibility because, like, once you're talking on the phone and shit like that, and and just spending all your time trying to chase after girls, like, do you really want to go out and ride a bike and get tired and hot and sweaty when you could play, be inside playing PUBG or? Call of Duty and texting your girlfriend or whatever the fuck. You know, there's really no comparison. <laughs> it's really not fair. Uh, in sports uh, news, this is about a week old now. Um, LeBron is a fucking Laker. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't give a shit. I think the MJ versus LeBron shit is dead. So right now, Bron is just trying to be the first one to go to multiple franchises and bring each one a ring. I don't think anyone's done that outside of like the NFL and soccer. But as far as the NBA goes, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. I'm not an NBA analyst or historian, so... You could, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Or otherwise, it wouldn't be as big deal as it was. It'd still be a big deal just because it's LeBron, obviously. But I don't think it would be as big a deal as they making it out to be, because the LeBron stands know that his reign as goat reincarnated 2.0 isn't really there. Because 99% of people are going to, uh, judging the goat of the modern era, 
they're going to go buy rings. And everyone says Jerry West and, you know, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Seriously. Um, But <clears throat> in terms of the modern age, LeBron and, Co- and LeBron and Kobe. LeBron and Kobe don't even match. Kobe's above LeBron for me. Homie, you three and six in the finals. Or three and five or whatever the fuck. I don't care. I know you only won three. Kobe got five, I think. Jordan got six. Six and oh. Every time he went, he won. To the finals, anyway. I don't know. I'm high and I'm ranting about basketball when I don't really <laughs> watch much of it. I'm just, I just get the gist and the high points. Uh, fucking Tony Parker left San Antonio. That's kind of like Dirk leaving Dallas, which he'd never do because he's a real motherfucker. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. What, what the East is gonna be now? Ah, I can go into that for like forty-five more minutes, so I'm not even gonna torture you guys with that. Um, R.I.P. X.X. Extentacion. I don't know him. Never knew him. Started barely getting into his music. I realized what he allegedly did i know i've read the stories i've watched the videos i've look he might have been a piece of shit but as far as i know and my not interactions but like my observance of him like on Instagram, Twitter, he's been preaching nothing but positivity so far. Like in the past year, I guess he had an awakening or something possibly and was really trying to turn it around, really trying to be a positive person as opposed to being a person who inflicts pain and causes harm. But, and I get everyone's, you know, uh, apprehension at, you know, throwing up the R.I.P., you know, saying you feel sad for his death. I don't feel sad. Uh, more spo- I don't feel sad specifically for his death. I just don't think senseless violence is good, no matter who the victim or the perpetrator is. I just don't like nonsense. I just don't like unnecessary violence. You know, I and that might sound preachy. That might sound, you know, holier than thou. But un, it's it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Any loss of life of a young man who was, for all intents and purposes, appearing to be turning his life around. I just. I'm at a loss for words, especially when when they're like, yeah, he got what he deserved, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I get it. You've already condemned him in your mind. I get that. But at the same time, this young man still lost his life. A mother lost her child. So to say he deserved it and to, to berate his supporters and all that kind of stuff, it's it's kind of cruel, you know? Like, it's it's not cool. Because what if his songs prevented someone's suicide and now, because you're shitting on them, they're rethinking their thought process when all they're doing is relating to someone who's speaking to them? Now, I can relate to some of the emotionality in his music. I'm not going to lie. It's not like he's writing or spitting my diary. But I can relate on some kind of level to some of his words. 
But imagine these kids out here are in just as much pain as he was. He had a voice. He gave them a voice. But I'll tell you what, I love Michael Jackson. Those same people saying fuck X Extentacion will praise Michael Jackson. Now, I'm not entirely sure as far as the convictions on Extentacion. Like, I don't think he's had one. I think he's just been in jail for, like, probation violation on a different thing from when he was young. Or he was in jail while waiting bond. But I know, like, the stuff that's in the ether and the whole beating of a pregnant girlfriend and... You know, all that other other bullshit that you've all heard, I don't need to repeat. Like, I don't, I don't think he's been convicted on those things. So where Michael Jackson comes in is like, he's supposedly a pedo, he was a pedophile. And he was this and he was that, supposedly, allegedly. But those same people who support him say, fuck ext- extentacion. When the grand scheme of things, uh, pedophilia, uh, physical abuse, pedophilia, physical abuse, there's scales. It's not black and white. There's gray, you know, and I'm in no way condoning either behavior. I'm just saying that we have to look at everything 2020 there has to be some sort of even plane when we where we all understand each other. I don't know. Oh, Grimefest Dallas was a was a tight move. Saw Blood Thinners for the first time. She was tight. Um, saw Subject Thirty One for the first time. She was tight. Saw oh fuck. Sub artillery for the first time, fucking tight. Also, from a few things I've learned at that at the last Grime Fest. Number one, wooks smell like maple syrup. More specifically, they smell like maple syrup that's like already on pancakes. I don't know if it's the essential oils or the beeswax that they were using for their white boy nasty dreads. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but them, them wooks were smelling like maple syrup. They were smelling like breakfast. They had that IHOP cologne on, man. It's crazy uh, that kids like smoking boof. Or I'll get, or I guess they just don't know what the fuck because I smelled the shittiest weed when I was out there. Like people were sparking up, and I'm just like, because mm. I highly doubt people were just smoking straight swishers, which is definitely a possibility. But let's be realistic, probably not. So people were smoking some boofass weed, and you can tell immediately when someone lights that up. Whether it's the gar or it's whatever is in the gar. Because when you roll the gasoline, it smells like gasoline in a blunt. As a a distinct smell, but it still smells like that gas, that 93 inside a Swisher. Same goes for the booth weed. You bring the booth to the function, I'm not going to hit it. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to put anyone out there. But someone tried to boot, tried to boot, put the booth in rotation, and, and I just gave it back to them. <laughs> I don't know if kids just don't have access or what the fuck, but, but I don't know because it was 18 and up, and I started having access to good weed when I was like 17, 18. So... 
that's a little weird for me. That's a little like, I guess, I guess like, I don't know. They don't want to get that high. I I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> People are just fucking strange. Oh. <clears throat> uh. Oh man. Father's Day went by. Uh, I want to combine two segments in this next subject. Not really a subject, just a quick phrase uh, and a quick segment. Segment. People, things. People are things. People slash things that are trash. My father, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> My father is a piece of garbage. Um, no, I've never met him. Am I salty? Yes, but not for me. I could give a shit less. He's never affected my life. It's the state that he left my mom in financially when he left because of his actions that, like, pissed me off. It's for what he did to her, not me. I could give a shit less. I don't know him. And, like, I like to think that I don't like to judge people unless I know you. I don't know what he was going through, you know, whatever. But at the same time, he hurt my mother, and that's why I'm mad, I guess. Now, at this point, I used to be mad just because me, for selfish reasons, but I'm more mad at what he did to my mom than anything. Because now it's like, dude, it's too late. I'm fucking about to be 28 in another six months, like, yeah. I was fine for 27 and a half years. I'll be fine. I'll be okay. I love what I do. I I love my friendships that I have. I'm all good on this side, you know? One last thing before we get into this uh, smoke circle situation. Ladies, please don't stop saying that romance is dead. It's not. It's not dead. Romance isn't. What you are talking about is courting. No, I'm not going to pursue you for four months just so you could agree to go to a date with me. Just so I can wait another month or two to maybe get in your pants. Just so... I can be unhappy later on so I can resent you when we break up for making me waste all that time, okay? I get it. Most women now want to be courted. But in the age of the cell phone, you can't do, like, there's really no lag time between communication because okay let's say boom 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 i meet someone on tinder you know we talk for a few days through the app if we like each other we exchange numbers so on and so forth whereas back in the day you saw someone you liked and you didn't have the chance to talk to them you'd have to go to wherever it was that you were at and hope to see them again or if he was in school, like, you would only interact with them in school and on the phone, maybe. That's what made the process longer. Now, I have access to you 24-7. I can call you. I can FaceTime you. I can email you. I can hit you up on Instagram. I can send you a DM on Twitter. I can send you a dick pic on Snapchat. I can get to you a, a plethora of ways now. It's not like it used to be. Romance isn't dead because we can be romantic. It's just that I'm not going to chase you for two months anymore. Just like you're not going to wait around for, for years and years to get a ring. I think it's the same fucking thing. And this isn't solely based on sex. This is a connection. Like You establish that link, that that. That foundation is set faster now because of the communication, because of the level of 
quickness in which you can exchange ideas or have a fight or reconcile a fight, the, the speed at which you can have these interactions that would be drawn out otherwise is the, is the most insane. Welcome to the 21st century. Welcome to 2018. Where we have the whole world at your fingertips, literally. You can have anything you want on your phone. You want to know who the fuck ran the city of Monroe, Georgia in the year that it was founded? Cool. You can do that. That's oddly specific. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just don't understand <clears throat> the the thinking behind saying romance is dead. I don't know. I guess it's because I think of the overall impact of technology on the whole culture, meaning romantic relationships, music, how we get information, how we share information, and how we communicate with others. You know, like I said, it's not 1985 anymore. You know, it's 2000, almost 19. But without further ado, I've known these homies for years, literally, okay? Uh, laugh with us, think with us. This is the Wood Grain Crew. Okay, where's that blunt at? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Overall, like, what'd y'all think of Saturday? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Saturday was, it was, it was a good time, man. Had a lot of fun. It was, it was just like, I don't know, aside from the, the owner stuff, like, Honestly, I think it could have been like a little more organized as far as the musical acts go and like equipment, but that's logistical. But as far as like what it did for Dallas, what it what it what future events like this can do, like I think that's that's a good first step. For sure. Now I don't know if y'all read the D magazine article, but like a couple other venues are doing the same thing. And they talked to a few DJs and like, I don't, I don't like it. Deep Ellum was always the place you could be yourself. You'd be weird. Look at Deep Ellum, uh, Elm Street Tattoo, Serious Pizza. They're all eclectic places that, that, that you could find any kind of music. You could do anything that you wanted to do on a Friday or Saturday, bro. And they're fucking that up with all this gentrification. And it was already pretty like mixed. It wasn't like the worst part of town. But I don't want another Uptown. If I want to go to Uptown, I'll go to Uptown. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, one thing I keep hearing, man, is uh, trap, rap, hip-hop is getting pushed further out of Deep Bound and Uptown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a reoccurring theme for venues to not want to host those type of events on the weekend and just limit to them, like, to the week. Yeah, and, like, <clears throat> and I, my friends and I were talking to the manager lady that We'll just say she's uh she's eccentric. <clears throat> but um she was like, Well we wanna spit a positive message. I'm like, Well you can't have it both ways. You can't foster a creative community and limit what that creative outlet can be. Like conscious rap, those guys probably don't know the trap rapper struggle or the lifestyle. They they all they know is like, Oh, I'm trying to get these grades, I'm trying to I'm trying to put you on gang, young brother, like that kind of stuff, and that's cool, I, that's fine. But what I'm concerned with is choking out the the essence of hip-hop that was like the street. Because that's where hip-hop started to grow, because people, instead of being party music where it started in the 70s, it, it became real-life poetry set to instrumentals, you know? And in limiting the kind of music you can play 
really limits that original spirit, I think, you know? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think that, um, I don't necessarily think that we should limit rap because, or limit hip hop because there wasn't really any rules like set place. They have morals, they have codes, they have like a certain structure that they live by. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that I can understand somebody that's older versus somebody that's younger. I can understand why somebody that's older that grew up in a different era would not let some of those things pass. And really, like a lot of the younger dudes, they just, they're really strictly about money. Like, a lot of people do a lot of fucked up shit for money. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems to be, like, nowadays more of the focus, rather than, like, taking care of the people around you, it kind of seems like it's more of, like, about self. It's more about money. It's more about how you look, how you act, and kind of, like, outweirding, like, the next person. Like, there's a lot of people that don't really seem to have much of a, like structure that they live by they just kind of take things like day to day you know and i think that's where the difference is i think the difference with the older dudes versus the younger dudes is that the, the older dudes have like a certain like structure that they grew up with that they were taught mm -hmm. and i think that something happened between this generation and that generation to kind of make it to where the younger ones kind of decided to do their own thing mm -hmm. now do you think that's because of like social media Okay. Or lack of guidance sure. through the OGs. No, it's everyone has a platform now. They can just jump on and say, hey, mm -hmm. look at me. Yeah. Yeah, true. But, like, like the OGs now, like, they tend to keep to themselves. Because they're on their grown shit, which I understand. But they, all, but they have to understand that they had OGs teaching them correct. Like, how to have a code. Your morality. What this rap shit is about. There is no morality anymore. Nobody gives a damn. Yeah. It's, it's, all about, it's a new wave, man. It's yeah, not even yeah. the <laughs> shit. Like, the shit that we grew up on isn't even going on anymore. It's a whole yeah. evolved thing that there's nobody that grew up on it. So it's like everybody's figuring it out. It's all brand new. Yeah, it's all brand new. How, how can you tell somebody to do something that they didn't even have? You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have social media, dude. These kids are growing up on it now. It's like, we can't tell them how to go about it. Yeah, you know we're still trying to f catch up to that shit too, and yeah. shit, we're not even that old, you know. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's, and you got those dudes like six nine that got it figured out. They're just pimping it. Yeah. Marketing themselves so great on it, trolling yeah. everybody. Yeah. <coughs> he said, he's like, I won't get booked in the U.S., so I'm gonna go to Europe. I'm gonna get this <laughs> Europe money. Yeah. Sold it. out. I dig it. Sold out. Yeah. I mean, his music's. All right, if you hear it in the club, I'm going to drink to it, I guess. But, like, I don't know, bump it every day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's live music, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 for, it's for, like, moshing and shit. It's, yeah. like, combining that anger. That's concert-going music. Yeah. You know, concert yeah. But even that is, like, how many, how many rappers do you know that were, like, crowd-surfing five years ago? Thank you, MGK. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's blending, like, underground... Hip hop with what rock stars, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's a whole. What what state do you think started that? Midwest. The rock star shit. Yeah. Well, it's just it's that 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 style of, like fucking rap, like MGK, like this Midwest type shit. It's just like people who don't have shit to go to. It's not a big venue. It's a small little thing. Get fucked up and break shit. You, know, you can't do that. Yeah, like. like like the reason I bring that up is because I'm I'm, I'm watching Florida and how they're moving right now. Cause look at their entire like look at uh, Florida and the and the artists that have come out in the past two or three years. You got Pump, you got uh, <clears throat> Perp, Fat Nick, Ghost Main. Mm. Puya's been out, but he's been getting a lot of fucking like cult following level status in the past three years like that whole south florida movement is crazy and um and it saddens me that dallas isn't like this because it's not because there's a lack of talent it's not because there's a lack of hustle it's not because there's a lack of like places to perform or venues it's egos 
No doubt. It's egos. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, uh, I don't know you. I haven't known you since the third grade, so I can't fuck with you. Yeah, that's everybody's mentality. Yeah. That's that Texas mentality. If I'm going to be self-made, yeah. I'm going to do it on my own. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah and, like, and um, yeah. but that's because of the music that we listen to, correct? Mm -hmm. But if you break it down, they're not self-made. They had a manager. They had a team behind them. They had collaborations with other artists. Like, <clears throat> like all the artists that were here <clears throat> don't live here for a reason. Post Malone doesn't live here. DLC spends time here. Yeah, you gotta leave to, to get the money. It's not here. I feel like it's even deeper than that. Like it's yeah, rooted it, in Texas, like the mentality the separation of Texas. Because like people came from the East Coast. They were going on the westward expansion to California. Who fucking stayed halfway, dude? Yeah. The, the people who found oil. So yeah. that they're self-made in that aspect. But, dude, what, what the fuck is really going on here for you to stay? You know, it's like exactly. you either go left or right. And exactly. people stay but here, they're like, I'm going to do it But wouldn't myself. cultivating a scene where we all put each other on a platform and all push each other forward, that would, that would add to the effect of people uh, making people want to stay yeah. because <clears throat> as much as I want to stay here and build this scene like it's so political it's so clicky and like I'm fine with everyone like I don't have any beefs with any promoters or nothing like that but I just know what goes on yeah it's a lot of bullshit yeah. left and right and that's and that's why that's why I got a manager to deal with the shit because I don't want to I don't want to deal with it and that's why you build your team around you, so like if you're an artist or if you if you just want to be a producer or if you just want to do this and not be impeded by the bullshit that comes with it, then I suggest getting a manager or some type of liaison, like that one point person that's gonna run that connect, that's calm, that's not gonna get into beef, and it's sad that that's the only way to actually get shit done now. That you have to have someone run run uh, in the middle because for because just because one DJ doesn't like this DJ, they'll talk shit to this promoter, mm -hmm. and and then that other DJ won't get booked even though that promoter doesn't really know what's going on, and just stuff like that. I've seen it all before. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen people tell the DJ the wrong venue on purpose because they didn't want to tell them like. Uh, Damn, they didn't want to tell him not nah, don't come I found a better DJ so they yeah. just told him the wrong fucking address Damn. but then again that's on the DJ because you gotta look at the event flyer you know <laughs> that's a good point I don't know dude I feel like we just, we're just so like in pocket with like our own self now. Everyone it's like, everybody wants to be the first one to break through Everyone leaves. And it's like a it's a constant battle of who's gonna be the first one to break through, because we're so but, far. But people have broken pop, through. Know? People have broken through. Not they on just a leave. big level though. Well, oh. that that have come back and. and You're right. And, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, Everybody who blows up, like in Georgia and Florida, everywhere else, they pull the other people up. No like doubt. this is my state. Yeah. Like, um, for instance, uh, Puya, uh, put up Wi-Fi's funeral on his tour. You know, due to that instant clout gain, he got freshman XXL while on tour. So he pulled his homie up from the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but we don't have that mentality. Once we make it, someone from here makes it, we did. Yeah. Because we know how hard it was mm -hmm. to do so. And we get resentful of the scene here and we want to leave. He was like, okay, cool, I made it. Fuck this place. Y'all didn't fucking help me. You didn't come to my fucking shows. You didn't do shit. Now, I'm big, and now you want to you wanna talk to me and shit. Now you want to claim that you went to high school with me and shit. Now, right. let's grab lunch when I'm in town type shit. No. And then you get resentful, and that's why you leave and never come back. You never help the city because the city didn't help you. And it's unfortunate. It's really fucked up that it's like that. No doubt. Truth. Oh, Big man. facts. Yeah. I don't know. I like to get high and just think about shit sometimes. Like, I'll just turn everything off. Maybe turn on another podcast. Maybe not. No, I'm just like... It just trips me out, like, how Austin has their shit together. Yo. 
Houston has their shit together. Yes. It's on a respected level. And then places. Dallas is like in the between, and we're like, it's, it's yeah, it's like Bun B, big, like Bun B, bigs shit. up like Trail Sammy and Dai Soho, and like, like yo, these my little niggas right here. Yo, go check their shit out. And like here, like Post Malone ain't posting about no one here in Dallas. The person that's done the most for Dallas in five years is Gucci Man, cause he just signed Asian the Doll, his first female rapper, and yo, she's from. Shout out Yellow Beezy. Yeah, shout out Yellow Beezy for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> that fool's blowing up lately. Yeah. He he's doing his thing. He's on a yeah. world star playlist and shit. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing his thing, and that's what I see, and I like that. Yeah. That you can just bring up a name, and we're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, he's yeah. doing his thing. I love that because if he can do his thing, we can all do our thing. Yeah. Because my thing is, is like, no one man is better than the other. It's just the dedication level of the man or woman or whatever. It's like that person or whoever has to have the heart for whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. If you're not built for it, stop. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you'll some most people will never get to know themselves that well. To be like, damn, that's not for me. They'll always be in a delusional state. Be like, yeah, I'm going to keep, you know, whatever, whatever. And there's a difference between being delusional and just being on the slow ride. Like, and it's a very fine line. Because if you're always prog progressing and getting better, then I think you should always keep going. Because that should be the goal. If you can't get better at something, then there's no use in doing it anymore. I got a five-year rule, dude. If shit ain't working after five years, get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you ain't having fun, why are you doing it? Yeah. yeah, like, I don't think, like, passions should feel like work. And I get having to have a job to, like, support whatever you want to do on the side. Totally get that. And that's completely fine. I used to do it. But when you make the switch, it shouldn't feel like work. You shouldn't feel like you got to get up and, like, Ah, uh, fuck. I gotta make this music today. Ah, uh, fuck. I gotta sell these shirts today. Like, yeah, I'm finna go get this money. Like, yeah. that's what it should feel like. It's all your mentality. Yeah, I'm about to go make this badass video. Yeah, I'm about to yeah. go pick that's this guitar up and make up this fucking badass riff that I've been thinking about for a couple of days. Like, that's yeah. what the fuck it's about. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And you just, you just quit your job, right? You're doing this full-time, right? Full-time. That's what's up, like man. Podcasting, making music. Luckily, I'm afforded the opportunity to do that because I have people who support me in my dreams. But, and I understand, I, not everyone can do it. I completely get it. But um, I think if you do have a passion, like, you should set aside time to just dedicate to that solely. And no matter how hard it is, no matter how much sleep you lose... No matter how tired you are in the morning, like, you have to work on something. An hour a day. Dude, I'll get restless if I'm not doing something. No, it's actually like a feeling of like, it's like I'm missing out on something. Like, what, I could be doing this or like, man, I'm sitting on the couch too much. I need to get up and play the guitar or like do something productive rather than just sit here and watch someone else be productive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like drive that a lot of rappers don't have, right? They just expect, like, thanks to technology being where it is and social media being where it is, we've made it easy for someone to gain attention and keep it. That's why there's so many haters, because everyone's yeah. like, holy shit, dude, that was way too easy for yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Like, all you did was have one viral post and now you're your little pump, Yeah, you know? You got one, two good songs on the radio and Boom. Boom. And does 6 9 get played on the radio at all? Nope. No radio play. 7 for 7 on the Hot 100 list. That's amazing, though. 8. In the a aspect of that. 8 for 8. Yeah. Shout out. Treyway. It's that Treyway shit, man. Fifi just dropped. Right <laughs> out there. Shout out Fifi. <laughs> Seriously, though, like on some. Fifi game. <laughs> on some real music shit, though. No one has ever been seven for seven on the Billboard chart. That's exactly. breaking musical ground, dude. Yeah. No album. 
But no he's not going to be the last. He's not going to be the last. Oh, no doubt. The, the way he's setting going, the trend. What did, I, what did I hear the other day? Uh, Fifi? Who, who was talking? Man? I can't remember who was talking. But they were saying like how Michael Jackson was like the greatest all-time musical artist, performer, etc. right? Mm-hmm. That's who comes to mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's Beyonce. And everybody who disagrees living in the past because it's like is it the generation gap no it's not even generation it's, it's, it's just like now you have like I a, just don't, now you have a benchmark to like to, to like love? learn from because now you see like how it's done and now you can do it better because Beyonce didn't have a Beyonce Michael Jackson didn't have Michael Jackson you know what I mean now we have that to see and it's like somebody's gonna surpass 6 as 9 for, as, for doing that because now yeah. they see how to do it yeah as you know far what as I mean? like Going into the next iteration or next generation, I think so, yeah. But as far as right now, career to career, there's no comparison between Michael Jackson and Beyonce. Beyonce just hasn't been alive long enough, you know, because Michael Jackson was singing from the time he was five years old to the day he died. That's 45 years. It was Chance the Rapper. He just graduated for his doctorates, and he did a huge speech. It was a 30-minute long speech about how Beyonce has surpassed Michael Jackson. All right, let me, let me drop something. That's what it was. Would Beyonce be Beyonce if Jay-Z wasn't involved, though? Do not for a second think that no. he has something to do with her career. I don't think so. I, Where, I don't think okay, she would so like, be com- like comparable to MJ at that point. No. On her own, no. She'd be, like, people, the comparison would be her and... Mary J. Blige? Because mm. who, as far as like... But that, that, that's almost like boxing in a Or her, her and Shaq it's, it's about like, like live yeah, performance. Right. Like her... Because right. he was saying like her Coachella performance was like... It, it like trumped everything. But I still don't think that's fair because he never saw Michael Jackson live. This is possible, man. Because, like, words. dude, I'm, like, I'm a Michael Jackson aficionado. Like, I've never listened to Michael Jackson. Like, that's really the only music in English my mom would allow. Yeah. Because, like, I, she listened to my Slim Shady LP one time. I wasn't home. She's like, what the fuck is this? Because it has, like, those Ken skits with, like, some yeah. dudes getting pretending to get Which sucked I'm up. Cute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what the fuck? But, like, uh, but not, like, I've, and I've watched, like, a lot of live before. Like, not in person, obviously. But, like video of live performances I don't know but I, as far as like fundamentals like you get what I'm saying like she had him to look up to right. so now like the, the blueprint is laid out yeah. so it's like you can learn from the like you're never supposed to settle under somebody or your idol you know what I mean you're supposed to surpass them if you don't surpass them you're, it's almost like a like like it's kind of offensive like yeah. people did all these things for you to, to see and learn and you're just gonna settle for under them see that, that, that's the whole yeah. perspective you should have as like an artist or anything you know yeah I get that damn son but at one point the apprentice always has to surpass the master exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah for and sure if you're not shooting for I that I think like once we look down. back once she's you know in her late 40s we'll look back and be like yeah she's better than Michael yeah. I like like, a, like a, she hasn't physically lived enough years for that yet. yeah it's still premature but but, uh, like, yeah, definitely. Like, in however, 10 years? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Because, like, she's probably going to do something crazy for her 50th birthday to show y'all niggas that she, she, she still got she's it. do a, a show <laughs> on, on the you moon. Know? Like, Sold out venue on the moon. <laughs> yo, 10 years? NASA spaceship. Let bro. that be the first concert on Mars. Beyonce bro. Fest. <laughs> Beyonce <laughs> Fest on the moon. Lil Wayne's going to do the I'm a Martian. Did y'all tribute. listen to the joint album that they put out? No. The new one? Yeah. No. I heard like she was actually like rapping, rapping. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah. I only, I've only listened heard to like two, shit. three songs, but it was like, you know, it, it was okay. Jay Z, Pink, Jay Z. You know, <laughs> just regular shit. Talking grown man shit, like, you know, but it's fine. I dig the music video to ape shit, though. Did you yeah, in the Lou. In the Lou, man. You gotta have, like... That's some money. I hate the word clout, but you gotta have some clout to get the fucking Nobody's Lou. gonna do that again. 
No. No way they're gonna let somebody else in there do that. Yeah, we're not gonna let these fucking. You gotta be somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch out, <I'll> get what? <coughs> oh, that's my fault. Gotta see your live, man. Yeah. Shout out Oklahoma. Appreciate it. Oh, for legalizing legalizing weed. No shit. I wonder if my first dispensary opened. You think my warrant got dropped, dude? That's we should go back and check. Let's go check, dude. Dude, You can call and check that kind of shit, though. We got caught up in Turner Falls. For real? I spent the night in jail, yeah. and homeboy what? had to bail me out. How <laughs> fucked up this yeah. was, dude. We went to Turner Falls. It was like seven, seven, eight of us, right? And we we were camping out. We chose this. Like, as soon as we pulled up there, dude, the, the cop that arrested him was watching us. As soon as we pulled up, bro, she was <laughs> mugging us, and we pulled up to the bathrooms, and she pulled up right next to us, just staring at us. Damn. And we picked up, like, this, this like, really far back campsite. On top of a hill. On top of a hill with chicken bones in the fire pit and then a big ass tarantula walking around. Oh shit. These were all omens. They were all signs that we were going to have a bad time. (laughs) Anyway, we had a good time in the night and then we're all smoking on top of this hill. And then four four dudes on ATVs all pull up on each side of us. Damn. Bust us. I throw the joint and they're like, you better find that. You're going to jail. So I'm I'm rolling around (laughs) in the dark trying to find this joint. Find it, I still take my ass to jail. Minus we're all drunk. They yeah. let us all pack up with one flashlight at like one o'clock <laughs> in the morning, drunk as fuck. With all underage. All underage. Uh, they took him for oh, a that's joint. how long ago it was? They took him for a joint. Yeah. They really grabbed an ounce. So they some hoes for that too. Yeah, they only charged me for having one joint, but they took the whole sack. <laughs> Spent Damn. the night in jail. And then just Got How bailed much was out. Eight hundred. It was up there. Yeah. Damn. It was up there. And so we just got bonded out, and it, the lady at the the office. You're was the like, only one who went. Yeah. Fuck. The lady at the bail office was like, "Y'all need to just leave. Just don't ever come back. Just go." So yeah. I haven't been back. Damn, what kind of nigga gets kicked out of Oklahoma, nigga? Oh, it was a federal park. Yeah. We picked the only federal park. Turner Falls is federal? We yes. didn't know. Damn, I smoked mad joints out uh, I'm there. telling you, we were just walking up and down we the river. We smoked out smoking. the woods, bro. <laughs> Shit, bro. Yeah. But that's, that's a fucked up thing, man. Like, you let underage kids drive drunk, but smoking a joint out in nature is the crime? Mm-hmm. Damn. That's some bullshit. Like, I hate, I hate the stigmas that propaganda has created against marijuana. It's, crazy, man. it's fucking dumb. Yeah, it don't make sense. I was walking right down, look. So my kid is getting to the point now where he's like... Is he starting to ask questions? He'll ask questions as far as like, what's that smell? You know, because I'll smoke off in my room, door closed. <coughs> I'll be in the living room watching TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, all right, do I tell him? Do I keep hiding it? I'd come, How do y'all feel about that? I come forward with saying you smoke. But he, I think he's still young enough where he doesn't necessarily, well, he won't necessarily discern marijuana smoke from tobacco smoke. Uh, yeah, I feel you on that, but I don't want homeboy to start smoking cigarettes either because that's... Yeah. My thing is, I've heard too many stories of kids running to school and telling all their little friends, my dad smokes weed. That's and then the principal thing. gets involved, and all of a sudden yeah. you have a whole fucking case going yeah. on. Uh, I have a homie, he has four girls. Like, he <clears throat> never stopped. He never stopped smoking. And I don't think he's ever had a problem. However, uh, he's getting to the point where, like, one's in middle school, the, se- the second one's about to go to middle school. And they're getting older, and like they start questioning. The oldest one, I think, knows, but doesn't say anything. Just, and I think, depending on how the kid is raised, they won't say anything. That was my situation with my mom. Yeah. I knew when I was older, 
I just never said anything. And then she finally yeah. came out to me, you know. Yeah. That's how it was like alcohol. Together. Like it was never like you go to <coughs> tell your friends that your parents drink alcohol. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that was just a normal thing. Like plus, I think now with again social media and stuff like that, they're gonna learn what it is a lot faster, and they're gonna learn how they're either going to go the fuck that shit, it's that it's dangerous, blah 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 blah. That route, or they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's not that bad. Everyone does it. Who cares? It's just like drinking." That's mm -hmm. where it should be. That's where it's heading. And right yeah. now, it sucks that it has to be equated to drinking, but I think, as far as getting into where it's just universally accepted, that's the next logical step. That it has to be equated with drinking. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's the way that people that don't do it will understand it. Yo, 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 yo. I want to take a quick pause and let y'all know how long we've been fucking with each other. Yo, these have been my guys since, I don't know, maybe 2012. We threw our first show together. Had a bomb-ass time. Done a few shows since then. Yo, I love these guys. I got mad love for them. They've always shown support. They've always been fucking encouraging. Um, they've always been positive. And even though we all go through our own bullshit, they know that we all got each other's back, man. I love these guys. All right, back to the scheduled programming. What are you doing all that? That's crazy fanboy. <laughs> Hell yeah. How you getting, like, damn. We man. actually got the meat check about two, months, two, three months ago. Is he short or tall? He's a little shorter, on the shorter side, I guess. He's he shorter than me and Rob, I think. Mm. No way. Why? Why though? Like that's that's the question. Is like, yikes, bro. That's what I gotta say about that one. All right, man. I really can't say much. I got another man's initials tattooed right on my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. That's a legend. He's dead. Yeah. Not a living man. Yeah. It'd be different if, and that's more stylized. Like, it'd be different if you had his whole name tattered across your arm. Then yeah. it, that'd be pushing yeah. it. That'd be pushing it. That's crazy. I can't believe he copied that. Like, yeah. Straight off his back. <laughs> <laughs> what does Ryan Sheckler say about it? It looks exactly... Oh, I don't know. This shit looks exactly... You're like, bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what are you doing? Scott Sheckler. <laughs> Crazy dude. Tattoos are wild. You got the lighter? Tattoos are wild and they hurt like a motherfucker. Dude, I've been wanting to get another one lately. But you AK? Shit, AK honestly AK? I haven't even been thinking about any more tattoos. I got that one, looked at it, look at myself in the mirror every day, and I'm like, you know what, that's enough. <laughs> that, I, I'm cool. <laughs> Statement. What'd yeah. you get on your chest or something? Yeah. Got a little AK forty seven and Dude, I love that tattoo. I, I love it too, to be honest, but I, I just had it. hurt like a motherfucker, right? No, when dude, you got it felt it, great. Because I, like, oh, I, I was on Xanax. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, when you got that, I was like, oh man, Jake's a badass. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like, what, 16, 17? I was, six, I was, six, I was dog, 16. Dude. I was 16 when I got that yeah. bitch. Yeah. I remember rolling up to, to Dobbs, and we were all skating <laughs> by that hill. We were just chilling. Fuck. Just like, check out my tat. No, he, he pulled up to the skate park with his wife beater on. Like, yeah, just got it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was an unfortunate situation because I, I was on Xanax and pretty bad. And That's always the best thing you could have got on Xanax, though. Yeah. It was like, it's kind of like... You got it at someone's <laughs> crib, right? Yeah, I, I actually got it. The dude that did it was the dude that I got my Xanax and my lean from. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I went over there and got some... You get trapping all the way I went over the crib, there, bro. Yeah, I went over there and got some bars one day, and he fucking was like, hey, you want to... Oh, yeah, my bad. He, wanted, he was like, you want to tat? I do tats now. And, and <laughs> you want to tat? I went and bought some needles and some ink, let him do it, and it came out all right. Yeah. Yeah. I did worse, for sure, Way dude. worse, dude. I yeah. did worse, nigga, look. 
Oh no color left. My lines are blown out. Man, you look better than mine. Look at that shit. <laughs> you did that? I wasn't even on Xanax, bro. We were just high as fuck. And then, um, just, and then you no, started. My homeboy Lucas did this. I did the 27. And my girlfriend did that. <laughs> I did the 27. Yeah. yeah. It was 420. <laughs> you knew. Who had the whose machine was it? It's mine. Oh yeah, yeah, I have one. I'll touch you up. <laughs> this is the last time we d- like touched it, right? I think so. Yeah. What task, bro? Hit us up. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> I was getting all right, but by the time I quit, I just wouldn't want to like fuck somebody's skin up. That's why I quit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just because I felt like I was getting lucky. Not fucking anyone up. Yeah, yet, like how could saying? you like confidently promote that, knowing that you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Yeah, really? like I and I was doing just basic black and white shit, and then I started doing a little bit of color shit, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but like, I don't have the time to dedicate to this that yeah. I, in order to become a master at it. So I don't think I should do it anymore. Should a craft, man. Yeah. yeah. Like if like a homie's like, Nigga, t- I got the shit right now. What's up? Tap me up. Like, I. Because the technique doesn't change, it's just, damn. Yeah, because that shit's Would you trust somebody to tat you if they had no tats? Definitely, no doubt. Dude, some of the yeah. best artists in the world have no tattoos. Really? And it's such a, like, juxtaposition yeah. of, like, you do tattoos and you have none. Like, how do you, I don't know. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay. So do you trust yeah, a bartender like a- that doesn't drink? To recommend, that, to recommend that, a drink to you? But that might be the one to trust. Uh, I wouldn't, like... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't trust them to recommend anything. I wouldn't trust them to recommend anything, but I'm sure, like, because recipes on drinks don't change. If, they, if, you, if you get a, right, a whiskey right, and Coke right, right. from somebody uh, that doesn't drink or yeah. an alcoholic, it's still going to be a whiskey and Coke. It yeah. might be a little stronger. Yeah. But, you know, it's still going to be whiskey and Coke. But as far as, like... Oh, what's your opinion on the best bourbon? You know, they're gonna be like, oh, I so moving on. Do you trust the new rappers that can't freestyle to have a saying on hip hop? Ooh, <coughs> freestyling and writing are two different things. Two different monsters. Two different things, man. If you can do both, that's great. Some of the best people can do both. Lil Wayne, that's all he does. Jay Z, that's all he does. They they just freestyle. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that write, like Eminem, or, you know, just some hardcore lyricists and shit. J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people like that. Yeah. But, but you're talking, and you're talking about, like, what, freestyle battling and shit like that? No, no, no. Or who started off just, like, coming off the dome and then went, made the transition into the studio. Because, like, now... It ain't shit to go get a mic. You more than likely already got the computer. You may have to spend $25 for someone to master it. Dude, a lot of people ain't even mastering shit anymore. And then, yeah. XXX put out, like, a whole, almost a ha- whole album not even mastered. Yeah. And he liked it better that way because it's more grainy and more, like, it sounds, like, more fit it to the song. sounds alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds alive. Yeah. That's why I always keep my mastering to a minimum because I like, even if I'm making a sound in the synthesizer, like, I like that sound for a reason and I don't want to change it in order to polish up the track. And whether that be that be compression or that be, you know, lowering the distortion, but maybe I like the level of distortion that, I, that was on there, but in order to achieve the correct balance, I'd have to turn it down. It's like, <clears throat> people are so used to radio and in order to be mastered for radio there's different parameters than let's say a live album where a live album actually feels alive and and you can feel the emotion in the music you know a studio album you can't it's hard to capture that unless you have a live band Mm -hmm. which is why I like you know dynamic changes and stuff like that I don't know I can get real like music nerdy if I want to but it's crazy how as a as a culture we're accustomed to one thing and then when something different uh, 
comes along, we we get kind of threatened by it. Because imagine the cats of the '70s who were just talking about rocking the party and you know, come to the neighborhood and shit like that. You know, like just kicking it, kicking dumb shit like that. Imagine how what they thought of in the '80s and the '90s niggas talking about killing other niggas like they're talking about raping your mom and raping your kids they're talking about all this kind of shit you don't think like they're like oh what the fuck is this like this isn't what we did it for and now the same thing happens it happens like every 15 years that like people who are used to this idea of something uh and then like we question i I don't even want to say pioneers like but people who try to push it, you know, like Anderson Pock, he's a pioneer. His mm-hmm. his style is all his own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like bluesy, jazzy, hip hop, fucking like breakbeat, soul. Rap. Yeah, like it's so so crazy. And uh, and some people will be turned off by that because they're used to Wiz Khalifa on the radio. And not, not to knock Wiz Khalifa because I love him, but like, that's just what they're used to. They're used to pop hits, you know, and anything outside of that platform. Uh, they 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 deem unworthy, but it's crazy because if one DJ on these top forty stations were to play. A Puya song. One time, everybody would would deem it worthy, and they, he would be like the next biggest thing out, or just anybody. If Yellow Beezy broke on fucking Kiss FM, he it would take him to another platform. But local DJs don't do that, and it's a shame. The whole so go back to what we were talking about earlier. That's why I believe people leave. But why do you why do you think that is? Why do you um, think? Well, as far as like Kiss, that's a special circumstance because it's a syndicated station, and they have Kisses, they have Kiss FM all over. So like Kid Craddock is the pretty, I think the only show that is here that's syndicated across all Kiss FM. Uh, then they have I think what's his name. Ryan Seacrest, I think he has a show on there. You know, and then you'll get that because it's syndicated. Now, <clears throat> they might have like a pre programmed list of songs you can and can't play because of uh, music rights or whatever. But as far as like 97.9, K104, all that kind of shit, there is no reason these DJs cannot play Yellow Beezy out. There's no reason they can't play B Man, oh my God, or oh, My Nigga Faded. There's like no reason why they. Because I know, and the LBZ said it in this video, bro, they're like, or no, actually, Yachty said this, I'm sorry, Yachty said this, he's like, those old niggas, they're bumping your shit, they're listening to your shit, they're shit playing your shit in the club, and they like your shit, but they're not going to tell you, and there's some sort of weird pride thing that's going to prevent them from telling you that they fuck with you, and it's fucked up, and that's why I love the Florida scene. That's why I love Atlanta. Atlanta was the first one to put that model on. Gucci Man did a mix to, oh, you, oh I'll fuck with you. You want to make a tape? Well, I'll fuck with you. You want to make a tape? Yeah. Pee Wee, Young Thug, Migos, Future, Scooter. Name anybody in Atlanta. They've gone through Gucci in some way or another. Yeah. I mean, uh, Yellow Beezy actually gets a lot of love from the OGs. And yeah, he, exactly. And he's supported a lot by Trap Boy Freddy. Yeah, Trap like, Boy Freddy. Trap Boy Freddy. He does has, thing has too. Done a lot for him. Yeah. And they kind of like, kind of like, work together. That's, and shit, that's so. the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, but that's the, but they, they need said, to be they, they, they said it, they said a good example because obviously it's worked. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I think like it takes a group of people to start an idea, right? And I th- it just needs to catch on, and people need to watch. Like, oh shit, putting each other on works. Pushing each other forward works. Because people remember, you build relationships. You move forward, you put the city on. Like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I feel like that's why skateboarding is so. 
Because it's like because it, it's with a hip-hop. sport. Because it's like it shows them that like where you can everybody's supposed to put each other on. And you're, it's it's all like cross yeah. pollinated yeah. and you know what I mean. Like yeah. it and like you hold your city down, but yet you still you know like work with other companies and shit. And like that's why I feel like a lot of rappers are like gravitating towards skateboarding because they see that. And, it's, it's, it's almost it's like... It's honestly like... It, it's... The closest thing to gang culture without being gang culture because uh, skateboarders will band together like brothers that represent for each other all the fucking time. No matter what, they'll show out and show up, you know? And I think you're right. It, and it's almost like a hip-hop cult following because, like, for, for the Puya show, they came out, they showed out. Moshing from the get-go, from the very first opening DJ to the end. And it's very rare now that you can build that organically, meaning, like, you're going truly underground and being, like, only talked about. Like, you only heard my music because someone told you about it. You know, you didn't hear me on no fucking Spotify playlist. You didn't hear me on, you know, SoundCloud repost network. You didn't, you know, you didn't hear me on iTunes. You didn't hear me on shit. Someone put you onto my SoundCloud, or put you onto my like, uh, what was that fucking site called, man? <sighs> Used to get instrumentals, you could upload shit on there. SoundClick. I don't know if y'all ever fucked with that. Just free beats and shit. But yeah, like, we went from that to all I need is a smartphone and a decent mic. And I can market myself in such a way that I'm hated by millions of people. And those same millions of people are watching, hate watching my shit. And those same millions of people are adding to my ad revenue. Those same millions of people who are hate watching me are getting me money. Along with all the people who do like me. It's controversy sells. Paul Wall and a comedian there didn't try to tell you in the early 2000s. Controversy sells. That's why they put out that joint mixtape whenever they were beefing. Like, fucking nigga, let's get this money. I don't know. That, that I don't. To me, that shouldn't be the way. And I don't, and I don't like it. And, and, but sadly, it is. I don't know, I'm hot as fuck right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know if I hit this. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, this is the Elevate Podcast. This is Evolve, your host, and that was the Woodgrain Crew. As always, from me to you, be safe. Get it.